2: Right? And that takes time and it takes consistency. So I asked them to allow me a, a small amount of time because I just believe that you can't out love me. You can try. That's mm-hmm. good. Right, But if you allow me to pour into you and, and love on you, I will show you what love is supposed to feel like.
3: I'm the R. Whitfield and welcome to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. I'm your host, LaTaris R. Whitfield listen can you please stop shacking up with us and subscribe do you have commitment issues if you do that's what we're going to talk about on today's podcast as you know we're going deeper into this thing called marriage understanding what marriage means to the public at large as well as on an individual basis and i'm so excited to have today's guest on the podcast she's uh, certified in Neuro-Linguistic Programming and Cognitive Behavioral Health Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast My good buddy, all the way from Los Angeles, California Kiana Monroe
2: What side?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Don't be throwing up your gang signs and you know over we'll be set tripping We know side we, is the best side? See, we know, we, yeah, we know your past We know your past mm-hmm. uh, We looking at a, a, a certified thug You know what I'm saying?
2: No, I'm a self-worth coach. She teaches worthiness. She teaches worthiness
3: now. (laughs) Now. Now. Yeah, We we ain't going to tell all your business. But listen, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Um, I feel like there's no better person to have on today's episode because before we can start loving other people, we have to love ourselves. And you specialize in self-love. I do. So what got you into this?
2: uh because i didn't used to do it because <laughs> you didn't just do it. it 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 took me a while um i didn't know what loving myself was for a long time and i was also spending a lot of time in my younger days looking for it in other people right and just knowing my backstory with experiencing incest in the family and surviving trafficking. I didn't know what love was other than what I was shown and the things that I experienced. So I had to relearn what loving myself looked like because the love that was shown to me was not healthy. And that's the key. A lot of times we don't experience healthy love. It's a lot of toxicity.
3: That's an Amazing. ugly word. People I have a problem saying that. Toxicity. I said no, but
2: toxicity. Yeah, okay? it's just a, it's
3: just an ugly word. We all struggle saying that.
2: So, you know, the thing about it is that I had to number one build a relationship with myself, right, outside of other people, and make a commitment to myself that I was unwilling to sacrifice, right for other people, create healthy boundaries, understand what my worth is, understand what my value is. Because what I learned growing up was that I was a sexual object for other people's pleasure. Right. Yeah. Versus understanding that I am worth more than what's valued in other people's eyes. And what does that value look like? What does God value me as? What does that commitment to him look like? What is that relationship like? And taking time to, kind of lean into myself and get to know what I like, what I want, uh, what my non-negotiables are. Right. And what, you know, what kind of vow and commitment do I want to make to my, to myself, to my growth, to my healing, to my purpose, you know, before I can have a purpose partner, I need to understand what my purpose is in this world as myself, to myself, dedicated to you know, my own dreams.
3: So when you talk about, um, your past and you said that you had to get to the point where you started loving yourself, Mm -hmm. what did it look like? What are some of the activities that you did that showed that you truly didn't love yourself?
2: Um, people pleasing. That was a real big one. Um, not saying no. When I, when I meant no, you know, saying yes, when I meant no. Yeah. Um, not valuing my, my body. Right not expressing my likes and, and, and my dislikes, um, not understanding what real intimacy was versus just having sex. Um, That's
3: good. I want to talk about that. Um, so you said not understanding what real intimacy is. Um, I want you to touch on that.
2: Well, I think that when when, when people think of intimacy, they don't understand that it's into
3: me. me. See. Right. Yes.
2: And to see inside myself and and get into those vulnerable places. It requires a lot of vulnerability, intimacy does, right? Um, what am I passionate about? What do what do I like? What does love look like to me? Yes. What does, you know, what does vulnerability look like yeah. to me? Am I kind to me? So when you think about when you think about love, right? When you're when you're reading the Bible, you know, love is patient, love is kind, is slow to anger, quick to forgive. We self-judge and condemn and criticize. We're actually mean to ourselves. We're not necessarily kind to ourselves. Most of the time, we can't even sit with ourselves and be our own friend and be compassionate and understanding to ourselves and our wants and our needs and value that and make it a priority. So when you can't do that with yourself, how can you give that to someone else when you can't apply it to oneself? Forgiveness to me is a form of intimacy, right? And how often do people do that?
3: Trying to forgive others or even forgive themselves, both, Both. yeah,
2: (laughs) both, right? And I think it's really important to be able to unpack that, heal wounds that are in the that are created in the past by experience, not being shamed, but process through that and grow and come out on the other side where you're not projecting brokenness onto other people. Yeah. But you're coming to someone as a whole person, fully loved and able to add to their lives. And not only that, but understand how people need to add to your life to make you happy. Teach people how to treat you by how you treat yourself. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes yeah.
3: It makes perfectly good sense. Um so as you've been working in this field, how long have you been working on in this field of of teaching people self-love?
2: almost 10 years
3: 10 years mm-hmm. 10 years
2: to so my age now nah. uh-huh okay. so so yeah. what's
3: so so what's your biggest success story I know that when you work with people uh there's it's always this one person that stands out do you have a story of someone that came in just self-destructive and just you watched them turn their whole life around
2: yeah I had someone come in it was it was a young woman and she was uh, a part of the YWCA right and I was working with this young lady who felt like manipulating others and getting over and figuring that that's her way of taking control back and projecting onto others what she experienced this, you know, I don't care about others. Yeah. I don't give a, you know, yeah. all, all that. And not recognizing that she is actually giving her power away to others and thinking that there's there's value in that, right? But then asking her, how do you feel when you go home at night, when it's just you, Mm
0: -hmm. when
2: you're by yourself, you know, she carried so much guilt and shame and not knowing who she was and was trying to project an image that she thought people wanted to see Mm -hmm. versus really taking the time to know who she was. Right. All she ever knew was abuse. And I understand that, you know, me growing up, all I ever known was was toxic abuse, mm-hmm. toxic love, um, people violating your boundaries and and not hearing you, your voice not being heard. Right. You take all those things and you you bottle them up and you shape them into an image that you put out, which I like to call your representative. Yeah. And that's what people like to show. When they're meeting people, and she tried to show it to me, but um, you know,
3: <laughs> you more slicker than the I average was just bear.
2: Like you know, game recognize <laughs> game, young one, but. <laughs> <laughs> You can't play it, play it. There it is. You can't, you can't, you can't can't play me. You know, I, I see through you, but the thing is, is that I see you and I'm not just looking at you Mm -hmm. and a lot of people. And I say it all the time. I want somebody to be able to see me and not just look at me, the exterior, but I have to be willing to show people who I am and I can't show what I don't know. And the thing is she couldn't show anybody who she was only the image that she created uh, in her mindset, which was unhealthy. Right. And for that, it's like, nope, I need you to step back. I need you to peel back some of these layers. Yeah. And go ahead and cry it out and and talk it out and work through it and process that. And you are not identified by the experiences that you had. You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. You are, you need to take some time to figure out who you are and whose you are and what you want out of this life people are you were not created in the world to be a sacrifice and to be a a sacrifice for people just to take from you understand
3: yeah you said something that was interesting um even before we started recording this episode Mm -hmm. and you talked about where self-love before you can go into a relationship with someone else loving them with your whole self that you first have to not only be in love with yourself, but you have to have uh, a responsibility to a higher power, being God. Um, why did you say that? You said you, you begin to talk personally about your own personal relationship with God being a little shaky. What's going on?
2: Yeah, I'm just yeah. like, hey, we're going to talk about this relationship, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Some experiences going on. I don't like it. Yeah. What's <laughs> going on with you, Kiana? Um. So really it, it, it was taking some time to just sit with God and say, I would, I would like to try to understand, you know, the relationship that we have. How do I, how do I apply these principles and these characteristics of love to myself? How do I get to know you? How do I become a reflection of your heart in the world um, as a, as a spiritual being, but also in this, in my humanness, right? And having that commitment and understanding that relationship when it's rocky and when it's hard, the first thing you want to do is walk away and quit and give up. Yeah. And we tend to do that even even with God when like we lose our faith, when things get rough and when things get hard. But, you know, God abides in us. So giving up on God is also kind of like giving up on ourselves. Right? And... When in a marriage, if it is for better or for worse and all those vows that you create, then you need to stick with it and not necessarily expect the worst, but understand how to go through the, the waves and the motions of that. And it first starts with the relationship with yourself and the commitment that you make with yourself and God and being able to forgive, be slow to anger, um, talk it out, you know, understand intents and being able to understand and, and process what's going on and stand even when it's even when it's hard or even when you may not have the answers, right? One of the things that I said is to, to God is, um, what did I say? I said, you know, mm, some of the things have happened in my life and it's turned out in some ways that I didn't give permission. Let's talk about that. I didn't give permission for this trauma I didn't give permission for this outcome. Things are happening and I'm not having any control over it. You know, what are you allowing to happen? You're supposed to cover me. Yeah. And that's in, in a marriage, you know, you're, you're yes. supposed to cover one another. So if I'm bold enough in the relationship that I have with God to say, let's let's talk about it, you know, that intimate relationship that we have and be calm enough and quiet enough to be able to hear and listen to hear and hear to understand. Yeah. Right. Right. And have that with myself, then I can start to apply those same principles, those same characteristics in the relationship that I have with someone else because I am i know it, I've practiced it. A lot of people don't practice what they preach.
3: So answer this. So uh, for the audience, have you ever been married before? No. Have you ever been close <laughs> to being married?
2: Yeah, I've been proposed to a lot of times. Now. A lot of times?
3: <laughs> <She's>, she has <she laughs> been proposed to a whole lot of times. How many times have you been proposed to?
2: three three times yeah one i just think he was just trying to take me off the market it's just like i don't think i want i want, I want you now I want you to myself i figure out the details and what you later. say you say yeah no
3: you said no what about the other two no. times have you ever been engaged
2: i've n- i've i've said yes once
3: okay and yes
2: everything and everything
3: and then uh what made you give it back
2: i didn't give it back unfortunately you just kept the
3: ring <laughs> <laughs> she said, "I didn't get a ring back. I kept it."
2: oh Indian giver. No, I'm <laughs> no um, he actually uh, passed away.
3: Oh, I'm sorry away. to hear that.
2: So um, it was the first time that I, you know, had to go in and say, "All right, Jesus."
3: One of those other moments know, again let's, where you was let's, like, "Let's let's, let's talk like about God this."
2: You. you know, and that's it. it felt like I failed. me mean, it's just like, how do I retrust? Right how do i retrust how do i retrust my own judgments did i pick the wrong person you know um did you pick the wrong person no but it's really like i said going through those motions and and rebuilding trust that tends to get broken down with experiences and trials and tribulations of this thing that we go through called life and i have never not ever no matter the good the bad the ugly the weak the sick healthy the financial gain and the financial losses have I let go of God's hand regardless of the trauma regardless of whether I can explain it or not regardless of whether I can understand it in that moment I have to really love and sometimes even have blind faith and move forward even if it's baby steps I will understand it as I as I go and our relationship is so intimate that I still myself enough where God and I have, we have those conversations and we do talk and I can hear him. When I when it's time for me to get into a marriage, um, I can apply those relations, th- those characteristics and say, I want to hear you. I want to understand you. I want to listen. I may not understand, but I want to try to understand. I have patience. I have I understand that there's no ill intent. So I, I want to understand the, the actions. I want to understand your mindset. You know, what did you mean when you said this? What's what's behind the action? Where's your mindset? Where's your heart? Let's work it out. Let's talk it through. Baby steps. You know? Yeah. Trust is broken. How can we build that back? You know what I mean? Yeah. Just things, things like that. That's That's the work.
3: So when you say, "All right," when you when you get a, a client and you begin to, what do you call them? Do you call them clients? What what's what's the proper term? What do you call people that work? With
2: I, you? I call them I call them clients. Okay,
3: so you have a client; they come to you. Uh, what is the first thing you do to begin walking with them through the self healing process?
2: One of the things is how do you experience life right now as yourself?
3: All right, and so they begin to tell you that, "Hey, I just, you know, I wake up in the morning, I'm depressed. I don't really like myself. I don't like the job I I work at. Uh, the kids get on my nerves. I just, I just really wish I was dead. To be honest with you, would you recommend them off to uh, a psychiatrist? I I have,
2: I, I have yeah. depending on if if it's if it's, a, if it's a, a above what I'm specialized in. Yes, I have. However. Um, because I work with adults and I work with young women, I have had some girls who either were cutters or on suicide watch. Yeah. And they just say, I don't want to be here. And so yeah. what I would do is I, I ask them, do you mind if I love you? Mm. Do you mind if I love you? Mm. And would you allow me to love on you until you can receive it Woo! and reflect it in the world as yourself?
3: And what do they say?
2: Yeah, most of the time they say, I don't know. And then they'll say, are you willing to try? Are you willing to let me try? You don't know what that looks like, Mm. but you won't know until you Mm -hmm. allow me to show you, right? Yeah. And being a reflection of God's heart in the world, sometimes God loves us when we don't love ourselves. There it is. So it's my job to come into it when people are of that level of depression or low. You know, sometimes you have to put the clinical
3: Aside. aside. Yeah. It's human to human. And,
2: and and come in your authentic humanness because I, I want to bring my relatability to you because I've been really, really low before to you. I've wanted to not be here too. Right? Yeah. And, and it requires somebody to step in and and love you and until they can until you bring yourself back to life. Mm. And it it sometimes it takes stillness to resuscitate, right? You have to you have to be able to breathe people in to, to you, right? And that's not an easy thing. And some people are not willing to to do that. But everyone, whether they say it out loud or not, wants to be understood, yep. wants to be heard, and wants to be loved without judgment, without condemnation, with no shame and no 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 guilt. Sometimes people don't even have the words. So you just have to pour into them until they take a breath and keep pouring into them until their cup runneth over and then take a breath, right? And that takes time and it takes consistency. So I ask them to allow me a, a small amount of time because I just believe that you can't out love me. You can try. Oh, that's good. Right? But if you allow me to pour into you and and love on you, I will show you what love is supposed to feel like unconditional love is supposed to feel like until you can love yourself, until you can love yourself. And we're going to go on this journey together and peel back the layers and figure out where did you feel that you were not worthy Mm. of what I'm giving you. And, and let's start working from, from that point on and build you up. It's a, it's a journey. It's a lifelong journey. That's why I always say life matters, L I F, loving yourself first. It matters because you cannot cannot step into a marriage, you cannot step into any environment and ask someone to give you something and, and make them responsible to give you something that you do not apply willingly to yourself daily. If you can't love you daily, marriage is a lifetime. If you quit on yourself, you're you're giving um a deadline to the person you're in a
3: relationship with. Mm. So that's why most marriages fail. Most marriages fail because um cuz I remember when I was married, um I literally it was a time where I faced one of the most challenging times financially and I did not feel that I deserved to be married. Because in my mind, I said, listen, in my head, as a man, we go out to go prepare a house for our wife. And so I went out. I started touring shows across the country. I made a ton of money, bought a condo downtown. I did all this stuff. I was well off. And then I said, now I will take upon me my wife. And so I proposed to the girlfriend that I had. And I felt like, great. You know, I'm doing a great job. I'm taking care of her, her wants and needs. And then when I hit this rough patch financially, I was like, I don't want to be married anymore. You know, I was like, I didn't deserve to be married. I wrote a post on my Facebook page that talked about um, um, me sabotaging my marriage. And I talked about how um, God began to teach me the etymology of what husband meant. And the word husband means householder. So I began to study that. And God said, listen, as a man, you're I, I equipped you to hold your house together. But even with reading that, I didn't have the tools to hold myself together. I didn't feel valuable. I didn't feel like I was the husband that she deserved because here it was, we're struggling. We end up getting foreclosed in the condo that we, that we had End up having to move into the rental property that she had before we got married. And, um, I was like, this is, this is terrible. This is not what I saw marriage being. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then she talked to me one day, she said, I asked her one day and I said, Did you feel like I was a failure when I lost that condo? And she said, I never really cared about that condo. You did that for you. That was that was for you. You did that. Yeah, it was nice. It was convenient. I could get out and walk around the neighborhood and go to the grocery store, or whatnot. She said, But I didn't need that. I had a wife that was extremely low maintenance. Like she didn't care about none of that stuff. But I valued it so much as a man to be able to afford my my ex-wife this lifestyle and she said I didn't care about none of that. And so here it was, I'm I'm imploding because I'm having these negative thoughts about my value and my self-worth because of the accoutrements of of uh the lifestyle that I had financially was gone. And and and, and so the state that I'm at now is through this whole journey on my podcast has been doing some deep work a deep work in myself to establish my worth to be like you know what i've learned to a base and how to abound whether someone likes the video or don't like the video if they put dislike on the video it doesn't change my value you know whether a video gets a hundred thousand views or gets uh 200 views i was talking to my my awesome son armani on the way coming up here today and he was uh, a little upset and a little down about his his uh youtube channel not popping off, and he does some amazing videos. The boy is dope on editing, dope on shooting. And and he was like, I'm just not getting no likes. I don't want to do it anymore. And I said, Armani, this is what makes you happy. Like, don't let your happiness be predicated on whether someone watches. He said, but they're watching it for 18 seconds, and they're not watching no more. I said, how do you know? He said, I'm looking at the analytics. He said, they watch it for a couple of minutes. He said, it's not worth it for me to do that for no reason. And I said, Armani, tap back into the reason why you're doing it. It makes you happy. Your value is not predicated on someone liking it or or the views or the subscribers It's predicated on how it makes you feel the joy that it brings internally. So it's interesting that we had that conversation, not knowing that you and I was going to have this conversation about Mm self-worth. And um, so that's a very important thing. What would you uh, what else would you recommend people or to the viewer if they. if if no angle, say find themselves, if they are right now presently in where they just don't have any value, they don't feel like guys aren't hitting them up. Guys aren't sliding them in their DMS. They feel like no one cares about them. They'll never, ever get married. No, they're never going to ever find love. What would you say to that person?
2: I think that it's important to, to, to keep going. You know, I think, Two people, when they're on their journey and they're on their purpose, like their purpose partner, like we say, you know, you guys are going to run into each other, right? Yeah. It might be a fork in the road, but if you go, you'll eventually meet in, in the middle. Right. Right. And you're not focusing on necessarily finding someone to complete you that's the thing yeah when when you're kind of coming into it as a half person yeah you know what i mean yeah i don't believe that's the stupidest concept it is the stupidest thing you know i'm looking for you to complete me i want a whole piece I want a whole person i mean i want a whole person don't give me no half you like i don't want that um but when you're not looking for someone to validate you. Yes. Right? When you are so full and your cup runneth over, right, and runneth into the river, the river will meet in the center of the road. It it you will. I, I can't I can't understand why people feel like they want to put their life on hold to to find love and to find yeah. a significant other yeah. and all that. No.
3: They work in tandem. Continue to follow, keep following your passion, your vision. Yeah. They're following their passion and vision and y'all will collide at that I, assigned time.
2: I agree. And the thing is, if you're, if you're so focused on the other person, you're not focusing the work on, on you. Yes. You're not focusing on making sure that you are a whole person to be found.
3: Yes. Right. Yes.
2: And that to me is like the key become your whole self, do your work because I can, I can love my man. I can love my husband and I can, I can be the strength in moments of weakness. I can be the backbone. I can stand beside you, you know, and I can mirror love to you, but I can hold up a mirror and not force you to look in it.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. I can't Mm -hmm. tell
2: you what to find when I hold it up to you. Yeah. You know, I can show you the way and I can guide you, but I can't make you move forward. That is something you have to feel like it is a door that you're worthy enough to walk through. There are a lot of people who may feel like I'm not going to talk to her because I may not feel worthy. Mm -hmm. That within itself. Some people, I, I would say, you know, do you even like you? Yeah. Would you be your own best friend? Yeah. You know what I mean. Do you like spending time with yourself? Do you enjoy your own company? Yeah. Can you can you do for yourself what you're expecting other people to do for you? And that's even financially. Yeah. That's financially, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. That's a whole self full full circle. <laughs> <laughs> full circle.
3: <laughs> that's real. That's real. Mm-hmm. Um. So how can people reach out to you?
2: Um, They can subscribe to my newsletter at www.kianamonroe.com or they can find me on social media. I'm on LinkedIn. You can find me on uh, Life Matters Project um, at Kiana Loves Me. I want everybody to know that Kiana loves me. You. there I'm it is that's so dope
3: what is some stuff you have coming on the horizon you got some amazing works coming for What you what you what you, I you working do.
2: on so i can't give all the juicy yeah. details yeah. but you know i am executive producing my own animated series now for major network Woo-hoo. yeah um i have a mindfulness and emotional wellness retreat uh coming out That's going to be so dope. I'm so excited about that. Um, Another thing is I'm always taking on, you know, coaching clients clients and counseling. And for those who still feel like therapy and counseling is, you know, this stinky stigma that they don't want to get themselves attached to, you have your devotional, right? So that's a journal. I'm really big on journaling and writing things down. It's a built-in vision board in there. There's accountability. There's goal setting. There's Bunch of therapy. You were supposed to bring me
3: there. mine, and uh, what happened, Kiana? What happened? You just you just left my stuff in L.A. Um, um, I on blast? I'm putting you on blast because you. I didn't even know you Why was bringing you it. You, me on blast if, like that. I would have known that you was trying to bring it if you never told me. I left your journal that I was gonna get you. I said, "What journal? I was gonna bring you journal." You shouldn't have said nothing. You should just.
0: Should saying, have said, you you shouldn't have said. I was trying said. to be nice. No, I'm You're trying, trying to for be God. nice. Trying
2: to be nice. Well, well. So I'll do. How about this? I'll give you yours, and then I will give. I guests that you choose. Okay. I will give them a journal as well. There it is. As a compliment. And then there you can always catch the lives. So there's the accountability lives that I'll do to Good. help you. I want people to understand that, you know, you're not on this journey by yourself. We're yeah. in it together. Love is a common denominator globally. Yes. Right? yes. And if love can heal all things, we are of one body and we can do it together. We're not meant to be on this journey by ourselves.
3: Well, listen, man, that's real. That's a good way of ending this. That's powerful because it takes all of us together. Yeah. That's, that's that's beautiful. So, Kiana, thank you for showing up and being lit. Um, hey, I want everybody to make sure that they follow you. Uh, sign up for her newsletter. She has this amazing journal. Um, I saw it on your, your, your sites and stuff like that. So, I mean, man, keep doing what you're doing. Proud of you. And thank you for blessing us
1: on the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. Discover, uncover, recover love with the new Dear Future collection. The journey starts from within. Let your inner thoughts find freedom on the pages of this richly hued Dear Future Blue Sapphire Edition Genuine Leather Journal. It features a cross stitched spine and luxurious cording to bind your deepest insights. A great accompaniment is the Dear Future Luxury Bamboo Fountain Pen. There's nothing more intentional than the writing process of a fountain pen. This is an elegant writing work of art. Join the thriving community of fountain pen enthusiasts and purchase one today. These exclusive items and more are available at dearfuturewifey.com.
3: Dear Future Wifey, I saw a meme on Instagram last night of a powerful quote by Bob Marley that stated, the biggest coward of a man is to awaken the love of a woman without the intention of loving her. I immediately took a moment of self-reflection to search my heart for the times I've been guilty of this cowardice. Conviction repetitively stung my heart for the many times I could be accused of this violation. So to the women, I apologize. You are dealing with an unhealed, undisciplined, and uncommitted man. To my future wifey, your experience of me will be full of intentionality. I will claim your heart quickly like a bag sliding down the ramp at baggage claim. I can't wait to become the confirmation of your value and celebrate you. I can only offer confirmation because you've already done the work and you know you're priceless. Your future hubby. Thank you for listening to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Remember, be lit, live intentionally and transparently and don't stop loving. Make sure to subscribe to our Dear Future Wifey YouTube channel. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify and Stitcher. We welcome your support. Simply share our podcast with your friends and family.